It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back, folks, to Beyond the Building as we are jumping into a brand new series in the month of March. Laura, you and I are calling this series Dreams, and I got to tell you, we have a super cool lineup these first two weeks of special guests uh, who are sharing, who have some experience on dreams and callings. And and then, Laura, you and I will be looking at the life of Joseph the last two weeks of the month because he was certainly a man known for his dreams. But today is special. Today is special on so many fronts. So I'm going to like do the drum roll. And I'm just asking you to do the big invitation of welcome to our special guest, deeply loved by many, many, many uh, to Amen. be on the building. Amen. So true. It is truly my joy. Uh, Trish, to welcome you today to be on the building. Uh, for no, We're so grateful that you're here. I just love having you here today. And for those of you listening, our special guest today is uh, no stranger to Debbie or myself and to many in the Beyond the Building community. Uh, we have with us today, Pastor Trish Gunn. And if I were to think of a few things to say about uh, Pastor Trish, man, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is a longtime friend. Mm-hmm. Trish, it's been many years that we have been friends. In fact, Debbie and I were just talking with you about the fact that our first Beyond Women's Conference was with Laura you and Debbie and Pastor and Trish. Trish. Yeah. So I think that's so exciting. Um we served together at Trinity Community Church for years all together at the same table. In fact, the table right. order was Trish, Trish Laura, Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> around that <laughs> corner. And uh, here we are again, um, just as a uh, a member of the church at that time and someone who sat at the staff table with you and the mother of one of your um, students. You know, I want to take this time to just thank you. Uh, Mm -hmm. for the way that you stewarded um, your role and your calling uh, and that I got to be a part of that. Like you poured into me, you poured into my daughter and even your comments on Facebook still today. That's right. My daughter. Uh, So I thank you for that encouragement. Um, You are truly dearly, dearly loved. Um, You are also married to uh, Derek Gunn and uh, he is an amazing man. You're the mother of Three children. However, you are the mother of hundreds, hundreds. Of, <laughs> of teens and and youth and and young women, um, as you've served in pastor in so many different roles. And you're also a grandmom to four, as I am now a grandmom to one. Uh, man, someday we should talk about that because that is that is joy, isn't it? Um, yeah, just they really are. I'm so grateful. Uh, so today we want to welcome you, Trish. Would you like to share uh, anything about yourself that I have not covered? It's it's just such an honor to be here with friends and people I enjoy talking with. And then especially about a subject that I love to speak about, you know, which are dreams. So for those of you that don't know, I had a stroke on November 4th, and this is why my, my mouth is still flaccid and my whole left side is still flaccid. I was paralyzed on the left side. I haven't regained my 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 mobility yet, but I will. And when I woke up, I could hear doctors talking. I could hear people talking. And I could hear machines. And my daughter said, "You, Mom, you had a stroke. You're at Christiana Hospital, but you're going to be okay. And then I said, okay, Lord, now what? 
because in my mind I was thinking, wow, what if what if I would have awakened and I was in the arms of Jesus? That would have been so much easier instead of trying to move my left hmm. side. And the Lord said to me, do you still believe in the miracle of Romans 8, 28? Because I had preached a message a few weeks before on the miracle of Romans 8, 28. And then I said, yes, Lord. And he goes, ask your congregation if they still believe it. And so I sent word with Derek to go ask them and if they would stand with me on that. And that was the Lord's way of telling me that he was going to turn it around for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And I am called according to his purpose and I am following his call. So I know that he's going to turn it around. He's going to use it for good. So I had to stand on that. So that was like the Lord saying, yeah, you just been through a really bad situation, but I'm going to turn it around for good and it's all going to work out. So mm -hmm. I just kept my hope on that, that the mm -hmm. Lord took time to to tell me that and challenge mm -hmm. me. I thought it was amazing. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Trish. And this podcast really today is part of that story um, because so many have been praying for you for so long, Trish, and to <laughs> just to be able to treasure sitting under your teaching um, is a treat for so many. And that is good. That is bringing about good and, and whether they're growing from the dream part, right. Or just what you just shared, right. The Romans eight twenty eight part, what you mm -hmm. just shared that seriously could be one of the hugest takeaways for a lot of listeners. So Amen. we love you. <laughs> we love you. Amen. Thanks for Absolutely. being here. Absolutely. We love you. Dreams have been very important in my life since I was a teenager, since I got saved. So dreams are kind of like night visions. Huh. Visions of the night is what they call them. I think that's what uh, Job called them, visions of the night. Huh. So it's a, there's a difference between a, a, a vision and a night vision and an open vision. Open vision is when you see it with your eyes open. But the dreams of the night, those are the ones that God has really used to speak to me. And I've learned throughout the years to be good, a good steward of those dreams, to steward them, to write them down, to, like Habakkuk 2 says, to make make it plain on tablets. And uh, God has used them throughout the years for different meanings, for different things. Mm -hmm. and, uh, one of the things that's really, I want, I want to stress is to name your dreams. I name my dreams. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of times when I could be washing dishes or going about my day, the Lord will say, go look up the dream to churches. And then I go look it up. And then he speaks to me about something else. Or mm -hmm. he speaks to me to tell me this is about to happen. And um, and to wow. me, it's just, I feel so privileged and honored that God would, would want to give me that, you know, to mm -hmm. let me know ahead of time. Mm -hmm. and you that, have just, you've been a wealth of learning for church, uh, for Laura and I over mm -hmm. the years. Um, and, and in these dreams, I've heard you talk about dreams, mm -hmm. Trish, since you were kids pastor to my children who are now adults. And so I just, I just want to jump in and have my two cents since Laura had her two cents. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for being the kids pastor to Chip and to Dan. Mm -hmm. And then for me stepping into a children's pastor role, not just uh, teaching kids, but, but leading them as a, a kid's pastor, I, I just want to say you were probably one of the, the strongest mentors for me, um, in my, my leadership as a children's pastor. And so I just want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for teaching us along the ways, even as we were chatting before we started recording today, you're still teaching, right? You're still teaching Laura and I we're sitting here going, just keep opening your mouth fresh, you know, share, <laughs> share with us what God is showing you. So 
to help our listeners as we're kicking off this month, um, I just want to ask you a question. What is a dream? And please tell me it's not the wild one when I ate the anchovy pizza. Like it's not that dream, right? What are, what would you answer the question is what is a dream? To me, it's a way of that God speaks to me through dreams and speaks to other people. You know, he just, it's so beautiful that he would take the time to do that. Mm -hmm. and I because he gives us that little nugget, we need to take that nugget and we need to, like Habakkuk says, write it down and make it clear on tablets and write down everything, everything about the dream. Even if you don't think it's important, you write it down, write down your feelings. Was there fear? Was there joy? Was there apprehension? Mm -hmm. everybody around you and how they felt and mm -hmm. uh, and just everything all those little details matter mm -hmm. and I love that you said that because you know we think sometimes these things that are in our dreams are, it's just a thing right it doesn't matter but I know mm -hmm. there are God God does everything intentionally right mm -hmm. there's always a purpose behind what God does so even as you're speaking to dreams here um, we know that there are symbols in our dreams, right? And and symbols are important to God. So can you just speak to uh, the importance of what things we should be taking note of? Um, I think you should take notes on, on the the time. If you see a clock and, and you see the time, if it's your childhood home and how old you were when mm -hmm. you were there, because it might be God might be trying to tell you something about your childhood or might be trying to take you back or speaking to you about a relative or somebody, everything, mm -hmm. is really, everything is really important. And, um, and it makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. So I have you, you mentioned before Trish that I remember you said something like, if you see a, it may, the person in the dream may not be the literal person, but it might be a figurative mm -hmm. person. Like, what could you speak to that? Maybe it's, it's it's you see a man maybe it's maybe your father or mm -hmm. father god like yeah. you you mentioned but that before and i thought that was good of a company mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that person it just might mean that the next person the next president of that company might be the one that will be hiring you or something like that it just uh so write down titles and what what that person means to you hmm. and to surround you because it could mean something yeah you know i i don't know about you but i can't make sense of things in the middle of the night you mm -hmm. know so these dreams these are night visions the dreams are taking place at night what would you encourage folks who are like i do have these kind of dreams at night how do you keep track of the details when they're happening when you're tired in the middle of the night what do you do the minute I get a little coherent, I go to my notes and I speak to it. And then I write down all the details, like like I'll say a green sign, the number five. And then I start right, who was there? I start saying who was there. And I start, every person that I saw, I start saying it. I saw cupcakes. I saw people eating. I saw people running. I saw people coming. I saw people going. And then... And then the minute I wake up, I pray about it. And then I go back and I type it and fix it up. And I go into more detail because as I'm typing, the Lord is giving me more details and he's giving me the details because they're obviously important. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah. I can't emphasize enough to be a good steward of what God has given you. So he might give you something rough, but he will get, help you iron it out. He will help you chisel it and make it into something. 
and then he'll speak to you through that dream. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love what you just said there. Cause you know, I, I have been praying for the past few years, at least, um, God, will you speak to me in dreams, you know, speak to me more in dreams. And I get up in the morning and I have these very, uh, clear, vivid dreams that I believe are, are words from the Lord. And, mm -hmm. um, I'll go to my quiet time and I'll open up my journal and I'll just start writing whatever date it might be, right? February 21st. And then what the dream was. And then, uh, you know, six months later, I'm like, where is that dream? Mm -hmm. Because it's in my journal, right? Mm -hmm. Which now is what June or July something. So I honestly, it's, it sounds like a simple thing, but I have never thought to keep a dream journal, a specific place where mm -hmm. everything can be written down. And I think that's part of that stewarding your dream. Well, mm -hmm. if God's given it to you, like put it in the safe place where you know you'll be able to go back to it when God does alert you when you're cooking dinner, right? <laughs> Brings those uh, words back to your mind and you're able to go uh, run to it. So I just, sometimes it's those things where I go like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't mm -hmm. I, why didn't I think about yeah. having a dream journal? But I love that Trish. And I also think that, um, man, aren't we grateful for the notes app on our phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because otherwise you got to get up and turn the light on and, and get out the pen. But when we can just speak it and then record it, that really is, I think, the first step in being a good steward of what yeah. God's given Before you. Before right? my iPhone, I used to keep a pad of paper and a pencil, and I would start writing in the dark because I couldn't turn the light on because my husband was asleep. Yeah. So I would just write, you know, whatever I could. And sometimes I'd get up and I'd go to the bathroom and I could write in the bathroom because yeah. I could turn the light on in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I, I think one of the things here is you value what God is giving you so mm -hmm. highly right? That you want to make sure it is written down. And we're going to get into that a little bit more as we talk today, but placing the high value on the dream too really encourages us to, to steward it well, like you were saying. Now, I know that I've had dreams in the past and sometimes it's easy for us to say, okay, God, so I've got this dream and I see all of these things uh, going on on it. I want whatever it is in this moment, tell me what this is, right? Because this must be for today or it must be for tomorrow. And yet I know that you share um, that the timing of our dreams is really important mm -hmm. and that we often think they're for the right now, mm -hmm. right? But how do you suggest, um, because they're not always for the right now, how do you suggest um, really keeping these dreams relevant and alive that God may have put in our hearts for a time in the future? Well, what does Habakkuk say? To st stand on it for the appointed time. And God mm. will call you for the appointed time. Recently, when I was being offered the church, I was about to be offered the church to go back there. And I would have never done it on my own, or I would have thought people were crazy. And as pastor was talking to me about it, um, as I as he was sitting there, I heard, I heard the Lord say, look up the dream, two churches. And as soon as I was done, I went to my computer and looked up the dream. And then I remembered that, uh, that I had, I had been at that church and I knew that it was that church because of the people that were in it were people that were at that church. So, mm. and wow. so I went back and I visited, revisited it. And it was the Lord telling me that I needed to go back there. It was like, he was confirming it. And yeah. here's the interesting thing. It happened in February of 2013 and in February of 2023, God reminded me about that dream again. I looked at the date and I said, 10 years later, I'm standing at that pulpit of that church. 
Amazing. Ready to mm -hmm. go. Amazing. So, mm -hmm. 10 years later, you know, so that would be the point of time, 10 years later. So, you know, one can, can say, okay, I need to do this now, but, but Habakkuk says, write it down on tablets and wait for the appointed time and stand, stand on it and wait for it. You know, Terry, just wait and wait and wait for it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. You had, when you and I talked about dreams um, a little while ago, you, you said that there are categories of dreams, different, different categories that God might put uh, a dream in. Some might be uh, a warning dream or you called some instructional and then you had a phrase that I just thought was really special, a just because dream. Mm. What what can you speak, Trish, to how there's a variety of dreams and different purposes, but God is speaking to his people regardless? Right. It's according to the need of the moment, you know, and uh, just because dreams are sometimes the Lord will give you words of knowledge about people and they're just because so that when I see them, I see them and I see them coming to fruition it was like almost like a practice hearing God and God. And I go, oh, Lord, you you told me about this before. Mm -hmm. And so um, he told, you know, you share with people and you share with your husband at the end of the day. You just you're not asking him to fix it. You're just sharing just because because he's your go to person because you value what he might have to say or what how he might react. And also because you just need to say it. And I think that's why God does it, just to show us that he trusts us. And so what are we going to do with it? You know, you guard it in your heart. And at the right time, you remember, oh, yeah, I remember the Lord told me something about that. And you go back to your dream journal and you look. So I have an app on my phone. Okay. That way I don't have to go back and look through all the dreams in a journal. I'll just open up the app and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the search part two churches mm -hmm. or whatever it was and it mm -hmm. pops up and you can write and read it anywhere not mm -hmm. just at home or at your computer mm. yeah so, um, i love yeah. it i love it that's that's a lot mm -hmm. of wisdom there so we've re uh referenced habakkuk chapter two uh quite mm -hmm. a few times as we've been talking here and i just want to read this for our listeners in case they're not uh familiar with that passage this is a a big one some um, people might be like is habakkuk a book like, <laughs> how do you find it? It is a it is a little one, but it's a big one. Um, it says in verse one, I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and answer what I am given. What I am, I'm sorry, and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. Mm -hmm. You know, that passage inspired me years ago about the importance of journaling. And, you know, like you, Laura, I think that one of the takeaways from our talk, just even so far with Trish, is I'm a journaler, you're a journaler, but neither of us has a dream journal. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that is an action point yes. that you and I are going to personalize, you know, as a result of this time with uh, Trish. But I love the beginning. It says you stand your watch, right? Mm -hmm. Position yourself 
where you are anticipating hearing from God. You know, like you've said, Trish, we have this expectation that God does still speak in dreams. He did before. He still does. And it's a difference between too much spicy food and recognizing that God indeed is speaking to us. I think people, um, uh, the more you start practicing hearing the voice of God and recognizing that this is him, it becomes your faster to pick up on it. So, you know, maybe this is an encouragement. People are like, maybe that has been God all along and I need to steward it well. I think that's another key takeaway from this podcast is steward the dreams that he's showing to us. So position ourselves with an expectation. Now, here's what I'd like you to talk about, okay? The verse says, I will look to see what he will say to me. If you read that, it doesn't quite make sense right away because you're looking and you're listening. And that's all in the same sentence. What would you speak about that? You know, about about how God is knows how to speak to the senses of his children. Mm-hmm. And you're looking to see what he will speak to you. I look for the interpretation and I write it down and I write down the date. And then years later or months later, I go back and read it again and he'll give me another interpretation. Or when I hear somebody else's dream and how God interpreted it for them, then it, it sparks something in me. Hey, that one dream I had, I had dirt roads and dirt roads mean you know, there are roads that have not been traveled on before. So, and I also had a dream before I went to this church. Um, I had a dream that my mom and I were in these back roads and they were dirt roads and nobody had traveled on those roads before. And I had gone to this house and my friend who was a kid's pastor was there and I was saying goodbye to her and I was saying goodbye to people that were in kids ministry and I was moving on to something else. So that was the Lord telling me that I was going to move on from kids ministry and into something else. And I didn't know what it was at the time, but it was an unpaved road, which means I had never been through that before. You know, it was going to be something new. So they could mean different things, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, unpaved roads are back back where I grew up. There were a lot of back roads that were unpaved. So, mm, that's, so that's, it, that's powerful. it could mean a number of things at different times. So I found that because I've stewarded my dreams that God and I name my dreams, God will tell me go back to that dream i look it up and then he'll give me a different interpretation for something Mm -hmm. so it could have multiple interpretations for different times of your life different seasons Mm -hmm. of life so Mm -hmm. dream could be something that you can use forever and ever for different things Mm. that is powerful that's why i try to record it digitally because It'll stay on, it'll, it won't, if my device breaks, it's still saved, you know? In the cloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a, what a testimony too, even for what you're saying, you're encouraging my faith. And then I'm thinking about your kids and your grandkids someday knowing, right. Mom is a dreamer. Grandmom is a dreamer and that God speaks to you in these dreams. And they can also respond in that same way. They can know that God cares about them so much that he speaks the same to them, right? He can yeah. speak the same way to them. Uh, okay, as we continue with what you've been sharing, I, I love the fact that kind of what, exactly what you just said. I love the fact that Habakkuk says, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it, right? May go out there and run with it. And, and you were just speaking to the fact 
that we have to write down what he's showing us and what he is speaking to us. And I, I think, you know, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'll remember it. I'll write it down in the afternoon. No, no, no. I should know myself by now, right? Dreams, details get fuzzy because we're so busy. We got to get it done right away, which again comes to the stewardship piece. Mm -hmm. um, I love this, this journaling. And as you're journaling, you're getting the revelation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. If you're writing down as you're being obedient, then God starts giving you the revelation and you write the revelation down at the bottom. Listen, bring it, Pastor Trish. That is so good, right? <laughs> because God has given the word and sometimes it takes us action, right? For him to start speaking it to us, what, what it's being revealed there. And, and at the end of the passage here, it goes back to the fact that the revelation awaits for an appointed time. Um, mm. It talks about the fact that it speaks of the end. And I love this. It says, though it linger, right? Wait for it. What does that, what would you have to say uh, to speak to that and the importance Once of waiting? the interpretation is clear, I wait on it, but you know, waiting on it is not just waiting and like, oh, how much, how many more minutes do I have to wait? Wait is an active verb and you wait upon the Lord. You just, you know, you, you shoot up to the, to the sky with him and you bond with God until his will and your will become intertwined mm -hmm. and you just begin to wait actively seeking, praying about it, doing research and thinking about any details you may have forgotten and asking mm -hmm. the Lord. Are there any details that I forgot to write down? Lord, this is what I think. Can you confirm it to me? And usually he will confirm it to you. He'll bring someone else, you know, to, to mm -hmm. confirm it to you. Or he might give you a second dream like he did with, jo with the Pharaoh. He gave him two dreams of the same thing. You know, one was of the skinny cows, one mm -hmm. was of the skinny ears of corn. And in that scripture, and I don't have it in front of me, but in that scripture... I think Joseph said, because it was two of the same dream, that means it's going to happen right away because of the urgency of it. Yep. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, be ready. So I had a, I had a, a young girl who had just, she was still in Bible college and she was saying that she had a dream that her father was going to die. And her husband had a dream that her father was going to die. So they had, they were already planning to bury him, that their father was going to die. And, and then I said, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to die. It could be a warning dream that you need to be praying for him and interceding for him. And I said, so don't take it as he's going to die. Take it as you're going to pray so he doesn't die, that the Lord is giving you the opportunity to pray him through this and get all those people that, that, that you talk to, get them all to start praying for you. And sure enough, her, her dad ended up living. Praise God. You know, when he went in the hospital, she remembered that you know god mm. kind of warned her and she had already prayed so so he didn't die she stood on that so that was awesome that is awesome wow wow you stewarded that well and and mm. just um being able to give that wise counsel mm -hmm. in that moment you know to encourage and teach her a little bit what a difference that makes yeah. um you make a comment about you know some things are like the dream is now yeah. so many times though the dreams and this is why you've said to steward it well and record it well and revisit it but but dreams don't make sense all the time right at the moment mm -hmm. but eventually you look back and go oh he was speaking to me and while this is coming together so mm -hmm. much more joseph certainly when laura and i teach on that at the end of the month we'll see that take place but trish i want to 
I want to ask you um, one of my first questions when I was asking you questions about dreams. You've had so many and you've lived a full life of dreams. Um, we don't have a lot of time to be able to go through all of that, but can you share maybe one particular dream that you've had that had such a tremendous impact on your life? Yeah, when I was uh, when I had just gotten saved and was and was going through the prophetic, I had a dream that we were all in a circle, and it was all the students from my high school, and from all of them, God picked me. Jesus picked me, and He brought me inside the circle. They were they were all around in a circle. He brought me in the circle, and then He handed me stones, and I, I guess I didn't have a good grip on it, so a lot of the stones fell on the ground, and in my hand, I only had a few stones. And then I remember Jesus saying, the stones that fell on the ground are babies that you are not going to have. And the stones that are in your hand are actually the actual amount of children that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. And so when I was going through my childbearing years and I was losing babies and having miscarriages, it would have been nice if I would have known how many miscarriages, the, the ones that I had lost or dropped to the ground, because then I would have known that. It would have kept me encouraged because I would have known I'm going to have three children. I'm going to have four children. And I didn't write that down. So it. So when I was going through my childbearing years, I kept saying, oh, Lord, I wish I could remember how many were on the ground because I remember mm -hmm. counting them and how many were in my hand. That would have, God would have been able to speak to me very well through that. But because I didn't steward it and write it down, I didn't know. Oh, so that could have been an answer right there, just by mm. if I would have written it down. Mm. So, um, so that's that's one of the biggest regrets that I did not steward that dream, because oh. it could have been very valuable. But um, I did lose a baby at five and a half months, which in nowadays it's not a miscarriage; it's a stillbirth. And I never remembered the gender, and instead of calling it it, I wanted to have a gender so I could give him a name. And I always in my heart, I felt like it was a boy and so I named him Julian and I said Lord I don't want to name him if it wasn't a he uh can you confirm to me you know what the gender was I always wanted to know what the gender was and so um God reminded me one day when I was just sitting on the couch he reminded me of this dream I had before I had my first child and he reminded me that I had had a dream of a baby and he showed me the my, the picture flashed before my eyes again, what the baby looked like. And it was a boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that baby didn't look like any of my kids now or when they were born. So the fact that he was showing me the, the picture of a boy reminded me again of the picture I had of that boy. And he didn't look anything like any of my children. And the Lord was telling me, yes, it was a boy. And that was your son. Mm. So, you know, God is good. He would have, I wish I would have written more of the details down and how I was feeling and all that, but I never really did write it down. Mm. If I did write it down, it was in one of my many journals that when, you know, when you move, you don't know where the journals stay. And I've moved so many times since then. I was in Milwaukee and then I was in Pittsburgh and then I was here. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I've had, I've had quite a few. The the one about the two churches, I had a dream in 2013 that I walked into a church, which I believe was New City. That's my church now. And I knew it was New City because the people that were there, the, the two pastors that were, were there, and there were other people that I recognized that were there. 
and I walked in and they and the song service was really, really not very active. And they said to me, are you ready to preach? And I said, no. And they said, you're supposed to preach. And I said, you never told me. And they said, oh, we forgot to tell you that you're supposed to preach. <clears throat> and I used an electronic Bible. I didn't have a physical Bible with me. And I said, just give me a room in the back where I can go and I can look and I can come up with something, you know, if I just go through the Bible. And I said, but I don't have my Bible with me. Do you have a Bible here? And they said, no. And so they said, we're going to stall the service to give you a few times and then you can come up and preach. And I said, okay, that sounds really good. And so I came out to preach. And when I came out to preach, there was another church and it was right next door to it. And that church was so alive and booming and the power of the Lord and the presence of the Lord was felt just by walking past it. And, um, and so the dream was called two churches. One of them was dead and one of them was really alive and moving. And the Lord said, those are the two, that's the same church. He said, the, the one that's dead is how, new city is going to become and the one that's alive is how I'm, we're going to transform it into that and you're going to be responsible for bringing revival to that church mm. and I said okay and I kind of in the back of my mind felt that he was telling me I was going to be the pastor but I didn't agree with that so I didn't write that down <laughs> I just, just didn't me, you know I could I could very well go and help revival but I didn't want to go be the pastor so I kind of wrote the interpretation based upon how what I wanted or didn't want mm. and um and mm. so I wrote it down and then um I remember somebody contacting me from from New City when the pastor was leaving and I remember saying absolutely not and then then the Lord reminded me of the dream and I thought well maybe and then we just left it at that and then 10 years later, Pastor TJ brought it up again. And before I could say no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, lead pastor was not even in my in my mindset at all. So before I could do that, the Lord reminded me of the dream, two churches. And I went back and looked for it and I saw it. And I said, okay, Lord, I think you're telling me that I am supposed to go there. And so I did go. And then in 2013, I'm standing in the pulpit and the Lord said, the two dream the two two churches that I went and looked at my phone and it was 10 years later exactly 10 years later I was standing at that pulpit mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah that's just so, amazing when you shared those two dreams uh what I was what I was thinking was the fact that God will speak to us in dreams about our most personal things right you're talking about having children and and babies right and is it a boy or a girl God will speak to those things that are the most personal to us. And at the same time, he will also use dreams to speak to us about the church. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I love that because it's personal and it's kingdom. And mm -hmm. I think that's really powerful. And I think it's also a great opportunity for us not to have um, expectations necessarily on, on what our dreams, uh, you know, we might wake up and say, well, this definitely is X. And we don't know that it's X until God reveals that it's X. Like you were talking about your friend whose uh, father was going in the hospital, right? Mm -hmm. They thought one way, God was actually speaking another way. So I think yeah. also this, God is constantly speaking, right? Be still, know that I am God, seek me, right? We have, write it down. All of these are active things that we do in that 
lingering, however long that lingering might be, so that we understand what the dream means mm -hmm. and so that we are able to see the fulfillment as it comes. I just think that um, this is amazing. And honestly, mm -hmm. Trish, I kind of feel like I'd like to have just a time to sit and hear more of your dreams. <laughs> And I'd like to find mine. <laughs> but you know, um Rebecca says, right, make it plain on tablets and wait for it. Stand. Yeah. Stand yeah. and wait for it at, for a point of time. And though it tarry, just wait for it will come. Amen. 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 No, it will come, you know, at, at the appointed time when we can handle it. Amen. That's right. Oh, well, mm -hmm. even with what even with what you just shared there, you know, as we wrap up, um, as we wrap up this time talking about dreams, this has been very encouraging to me. I know it's been mm -hmm. very encouraging to those who are listening. And I think it's honestly, for me, it's kind of the place where I say, I want to dig in more, right? This yeah. is opening up my um, curiosity and my desire to know more about this. Um, but if you could, you know, as we wrap up here today, we like to give our guests um, the final word or the final comment. So if there was uh, a final comment that you might like to uh, bring before we say goodbye to our listeners, um, what is it that you might like to share as we wrap up? I just really would like to encourage you greatly to not dismiss the dreams as pizza dreams and really write <laughs> them down and be good stewards of the dream. Because Amen. you don't know what God has for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. That is a great place to leave our time together today. Um, mm -hmm. Praise God that we have a God who speaks. You know, I just love that. And he speaks yeah. to us in dreams. Um, so, well, Pastor Trish, from Deb and myself and from yep. all of our listeners, we are so grateful that you were with us today. Um, it's always a joy to talk with you. And uh, just thanks for sharing your experiences, uh, what God continues to get, speak to you through your dreams and really for encouraging us to write, mm -hmm. write it down, be That's good right. stewards of our dreams, be Make active in the waiting. What's that? Make it plain on tablets. That's and right. For, it, for the That's appointed right. time. Amen. Amen. That's journals. what we wanted to do. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Oh, so, I would um, recommend a couple of books that have helped please. me. Please, yes. By Barbara Milligan, Understanding your the Dreams You Dream. Okay. And then one by James Gall uh -huh. called Dream. Uh, those are, and then there's another one that I couldn't find. Did you find the one about Kathy something? It's a lady by the name of Kathy, and I don't remember her last name, but she's really good. She was on Marilyn Hickey. And and her book it it explains and it tells you a lot about certain dreams and what certain things mean. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Thank you the for resources. those resources. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, to our listeners, thanks for being with us today. Uh, let's be good stewards of our dreams and uh, write things down, uh, and be ready to to have it run with it. Right when God yeah. says it's the appointed time. Um, thanks for being a part. Please share this podcast with those that you um, may have been just talking about your dream with just the mm -hmm. other day, right? How many times do we say that? Uh, we know it'll be a great encouragement and we will all grow in our faith um, as we as we hear from the Lord through these dreams. So God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time when we have two special guests, a worship group from nashville tennessee their names are zoe and jenna or jenna and zoe and yeah. uh we're going to talk to them about the difference between a dream and a calling and lots of great testimonies there so look forward to talking to you then take care we'll see you soon we believe that god will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today 
Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.